welcome to a new episode of the Good Faith Idea Exchange. For today's episode, we will be talking about Afghanistan. And it is beyond ironic that the day that I am recording this is September 11th. Obviously, we all know uh, the significance of that day in American history. And this is um, the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Like so many of you, I do remember uh, where I was and what I was doing on that day. Some of you are old enough to, you know, some of you are old enough that you were out of, out of high school by the time 9-11 happened. Uh, some of you hadn't even been born yet. It's, um, it's crazy when I think about it. But, um, you know, I, I actually, uh, so I grew up in Maryland, uh, about 40, 45 minutes, um, outside of DC. And I remember, uh, getting on the bus that day, um, from school because I was still in school. I was, uh, just started high school at the time. And, um, I remember, uh, on that day we could actually see, we actually saw, um, some of the smoke from the Pentagon, um, that far away. That was, uh, kind of a surreal day for a lot of people. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to take a moment and acknowledge the incredible, um, senseless loss of, loss of life from that day. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, not really much more I can say, say about it. Fast forward 20 years in the future and this is what we're talking about now. None of it, believe me, none of it is lost on me. So, um, anyway, without further ado, let's, let's get into it. You know, obviously, um, very recently, uh, President Biden, um, basically went through the process of trying to do a full withdrawal of troops from Afghanistan. And, um, we saw, Obviously, we all saw what happened following that withdrawal of troops from from the country. The Taliban took over the country in you know less than probably about a week. So um, we're going to be talking about that today, and uh, we're going to be talking about you know just some some key decisions from not just his administration but different administrations, and just you know what 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 really happened to bring things to this point and what does this mean you know so um you know tyler um starting off is there anything that you know is there anything that you'd like to say or anything that really kind of comes to your mind first about this yeah uh no so i think it would be i guess important to to get out front for myself at least is that, like this is not like a terribly political discussion as far as like administrations being guilty or not guilty of things, right? Like America as a nation has had a stake in Afghanistan for 30 years. I don't, I don't math well, probably closer to 40 years. Anyway, we definitely were there like during the cold war and like we've been pulling strings, you know, whether out in the open or not, because that area of the world is, is, uh, shockingly important honestly like 
I think a, a lot of Americans right now, you know, you, you know about Afghanistan from the fact that we've been in war over there, but like I'd say the average American probably doesn't really understand much about the country or the way that, you know, life is for the, for the people that live there, um, the way that it has been and the way that it, you know, is transitioning into now. So, yeah, I don't know. I want to go ahead and get that out though, there though. Like, um, like my commentary tonight is just going to be like what I'm sitting back and seeing. It's not so much a, like, I'm not trying to make inferences on specific administrations. Right. Right. Something that I've, you know, something that I've seen and something that I, you know, feel is that, you know, right now the Biden administration and, you know, Biden himself are um, definitely taking a lot of, you know, (laughs) taking a lot of heat for, for this. And, um, and definitely I feel like a lot of that is deserved. Now, at the same time, you know, at the same time, it's not all on Biden. I don't think, I don't think everyone necessarily realizes and understands how, how this all really came about with, you know, the way the climate of our, our um, media is today. um, I don't think everyone necessarily has a you know, a, a really clear understanding of how things got to this point, but yeah, almost certainly not. Right. Right. Um, I think you're onto something talking about the fact that like Biden is currently taking a lot of heat. I don't think he's doing himself any favors. Right. Uh, like I don't feel like he's said much to really like help himself if you can. That being said though, like this was, a, it's a mess, right? So that is something I think we should get out in the open. Like it, I, I'm not even saying I have a plan for how it would have been done better, but it certainly is a mess, right? Objectively, right. not whoever was in office this year was going to take this heat, right? Uh, so, as a conservative, it's easy to point at Biden and you know say all the things that are being said, but at the same time, it is kind of annoying. Because every conservative out there right now is taking this opportunity for like, I, I, this, this feels like cheap political points for me. You know what I mean? Like, you're not really making a point. You're just saying a thing that happened and it would have been a disaster had Trump been in the office too, probably. So yeah, I, I don't know. It's it, it. This is politically really convenient for some people. And then for other folks, it's like their head is so far in the sand that they're just like, oh, it's going great. Things are Mm, things in Afghanistan are wonderful, but right. no, they're not. We saw people fall off of, you know, planes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know that there was any president, you know, that would have had a, uh, a good, uh, go of this. Right. Mm-hmm. I, maybe a better one, but certainly not a good one. This is a super, super tough situation. And, and, the um, and the politics of that area are just crazy, man. I, I was um I saw this thing the other day where President Obama in like twenty fourteen was like, We're gonna have American troops out of there by twenty fifteen. Right. And it's like, well, hindsight being twenty twenty, like that didn't happen. And yeah. out of the last several administrations, I think a lot of Americans would argue he was probably the most competent. I don't know. I wasn't the biggest Obama fan, um, but I I do think that. I mean, he had some military wins, right? Like, 
Right. He did. He did. He he was the president, the sitting president when we got Osama, which was a big deal. And yeah. I mean, for as, you know, wild as he was with the, the, the drone strikes. Uh, and yeah. I don't, I don't think that you can maybe justify all of that, but like we haven't had terrorist attacks here in the U S and a while. So you could argue that the strategy is working to go to where international terrorism lives and hunt it down. But yeah, I don't, we can circle back around in a few uh, minutes, but uh, I think that is probably the biggest concern I've heard from people now about the withdrawal is that, like a full withdrawal means that there's no one over there to like keep in check the whole reason that we went there in the first place. Right. Yeah. I mean, and you know, with what you were saying uh, just a, just a couple of minutes ago about Obama laying out, you know, some preliminary timetable for withdrawal of troops, um, you know, back in 2014. Yeah. And, and, and of course, you know, throughout this time there have been, there has been, you know, a whittling down of forces in, um, of our forces in Afghanistan. Very true. Very true. Um, but as far as a true, um, you know, as far as a true no shit timetable for bringing all of our troops back, um, getting everyone out of Afghanistan, um, uh, the Trump administration in back in February of 2020, um, now this comes from, um, this comes from factcheck.org. The Trump administration back in February of 2020 um, had negotiated a withdrawal agreement with the Taliban. You know, also within that negotiate within within that agreement, it also involved um, freeing you know freeing about five thousand prisoners, um, freeing five about five thousand um, prisoners of the Taliban, and it had a it had set a date of May first of this year for the final withdrawal of troops. Now, during that time, uh, troop levels went down from um, about 13,000. A, a Department of Defense Inspector General report um, said that, um, you know, at the time of that agreement, there were 13,000 troops in Afghanistan. That number, you know, the number dropped to about 2,500 toward the end. And Biden delayed the May 1st withdrawal date that he had inherited. But at the end, um, his administration pushed ahead with a plan to, you know, to complete this withdrawal by August 31st, even though there were, you know, plenty of signs that the Taliban was not complying with the agreement and, um, yeah, they, they were kind of side skirting the agreement from what I understand. And the agreement was that they would no longer attack us troops right. um, or personnel, but then like being the sneaky bastards that they are, they targeted like Afghan government officials. I mean, they've had assassinations in Afghanistan of quote unquote mainstream uh, Afghani, you know, citizens, personalities, whatever you want to call it um, like all this year. And it's been everything from high profile women uh, influencers was like something that, that was brand new to them. Right. But like that goes against everything the Taliban stands for. So yeah, they, they didn't attack us troops anymore. Uh, but they did continue to, you know, target their own people, you know, who they considered to be outside of, uh, the Taliban belief structure. Right. And, and, you know, and, and in the end, um, 
just last month, uh, Biden, you know, was pretty much telling us the American people that, you know, a Taliban takeover was not necessarily going to be the case. It was not necessarily going to happen. And that the, the Afghan government would be able to, you know, function on its own. But, you know, obviously we saw what happened. Uh, the Afghan government collapsed, the Taliban took over um, in a very short amount of time. Now, at the end I of the I remember seeing, uh, did you did you see any of the the stuff where uh, I, some reporter asked him, do you feel like this is going to have any similarities to Saigon? And he was like, no, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, there will not be, uh, the Taliban, is they don't have the capabilities of um, the North Vietnamese army or whatever. And uh, I, I want to say he, he like said something, it, don't quote me on this, uh, <laughs> but I think he said something like, you know, there won't be Americans being, you know, airlifted off the roof of the embassy. Like it, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it was like two days later, people had pictures cause the internet's a giant, one giant smart ass, right? Mm -hmm. They had pictures side by side of like the withdrawal from Saigon and then, uh, them using Chinooks to airlift people off the top of the embassy in, uh, uh, Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. Afghanistan is a, um, it's an incredibly difficult, place to try and and control um right especially for us right like we're not even close to there so it's a totally landlocked country and it's bordered by a bunch of countries that don't really like us so for us to like get to afghanistan and move troops around and and all that like it, it's a it's a huge a huge commitment a huge lift i saw um a report a couple of um it might have been last year that said that we were spending four billion dollars a month in afghanistan yeah. a month like I realize billions is like, you know, oh, it's the government. It's, it's you know, who cares, right? It's all, make, you know, make-believe money. But mm -hmm. $4 billion a month is is like an insane figure. And so I, I don't know. I mean, there were a lot of, from like the political standpoints, I remember a lot of conservatives last year all of a sudden. This is kind of funny because conservatives were the ones that, you know, at one time were like, yeah, like, let's go over there. Like, <laughs> President Bush was kind of the one who was like, let's go kick some ass at one point. Right. So, um, it was funny that Trump being a conservative quote unquote was like, yeah, let's bring everybody home. But I, I do, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, it's a hard topic to even feel like you've got a good grasp of because there's so many people who genuinely are like, yeah, I mean, who cares about Afghanistan? Like, let's bring everybody home. Why are we over there fighting and dying? for dirt you know what i mean for sand like what are we doing right. uh and then there's so many other people like i've got some friends who spent time over there in combat and you know talking to them about it and they're kind of like like we shouldn't have never left and i i don't it didn't even it didn't strike me as like a we shouldn't have left because i don't want to give up ground to the enemy that like we fought for so long but it was like this is the thing that has kept us safe for so many years uh, it was not conventional forces in Afghanistan, I don't think, but like our special operations troops, you know, uh, basically identifying targets and then going in to like take them out or, or, or whatever, like that stuff works. And that's a capability that like we are uniquely good at. Like that's the advantage that America has, right? It's like night vision and air power. Um, right. And a lot of, um, a lot of that ended up in, has ended up in the hands of the Taliban now that we are. Yeah, man, that's, the that's the other crazy thing. So you and I, as 
military people know that like when people misplace military equipment, no matter how minuscule, like it's a big deal. Right. Um, you know, if you think back to like calibrated torque wrenches, right. For, for, for the boat, like if we lost one of those, like that, that's a problem. Right. And the government just like up and misplaced. And by misplaced, I mean, they left it sitting there for the enemy. You know, I, I saw this graphic from the New York times. I think it was the times. It might've been the post, but I think it was the times. It said that we had lost or left like 16,000 and some change NVG units. And that, I mean, really, truthfully, night vision and air power are like the two things that make us like the strongest military in that fight, right? Like we weren't fighting another first world military. Like, but I mean, you better believe that whoever goes over there next, I mean, they will be. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's hard for me to get my head around that part too. I'm just like, why didn't we airstrike this stuff? It's not like we didn't know where we left it. You know what I mean? Right. And you know, you could talk about civilians, but like they're not letting civilians sit around on 350,000 assault rifles or tanks. Like they're not, that's not where civilians would be, but they're not hanging out there. Right. So like, why don't you airstrike that stuff? Take it out of their hands. Yeah. It's crazy to me that we were just like, yeah, Oh, well, (laughs) what do you mean? Oh, well, and, you know, th- th- this has some merit and, you know, in, in some ways it doesn't. But, you know, I figure I'll just mention it anyways. At one point in time, Britain was the was the most powerful military, you know, had the most powerful military in the world. Britain came to the 13 colonies. Uh, the 13 colonies were under occupation and um, the colonies fought back and fought the British out, you know. At the end of the day, America came into Vietnam. You know, this country was at war with itself. And the communists, you know, fought us out of that country. We, at some point, we need to, we need to kind of learn and we need to kind of begin to understand, you know, that it doesn't always work to just, just take your army and just go into another country and um, attempt to occupy it because things don't necessarily work the same way there that they do where we are in our culture from our perspectives. Obviously, um, there is a lot of suffering. There's, there is a lot, there are a lot of terrible things going on over there. It is a terrible situation, but we also need to understand that we also need to understand what things happened. You know, we need to understand that this is something that happened over time and it ended with the Biden administration. This is something that, you know, happened during the Trump administration, happened during the Obama administration. You know, that this has been going on since the Bush administration. At the end of the day, the, the, the most important thing we can do from our level as American citizens is have a much better understanding of this and how this happened. So maybe, just maybe, we might be able to prevent something like this from happening in the future and in so doing, possibly save an incredible amount of lives. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You got to get past the, I mean, honestly, the blame game at this point, it, like it doesn't matter. Like it truthfully is irrelevant. I, I, you know, I think again, it's politically convenient to point at Biden 
I think it probably makes the Biden administration feel better to say, you know, oh, well, you know, we were kind of held to this agreement by something the previous administration did. <laughs> like, it does, none of it matters. The, what matters is, like, figuring out what we're doing next and, like, how people's lives are affected, honestly. So, yeah. But, yeah, I, I definitely think, um, I don't know, I, I think everyone, you know, do some research about it, right? A, it's fascinating. B, it is really important. And, and I... Uh, would bet this is not the last time that we'll talk about this in American culture, right? Somebody will be in Afghanistan again before before m- the end of my lifetime. I promise. I don't know if it'll be us. Uh, I don't know if it'll be another superpower. Uh, but there will be other people that go there, and it'll continue to be a incredibly important, you know, region of the world. So, okay, so that is the end of this episode. Yeah, I just want to take a moment to, you know, just to say if there's anyone listening who um, who lost a loved one on 9-11, or if there's anyone listening who, who knows someone who lost a loved one on 9-11, you know, I just want to, I just want to say that loss um, is not forgotten. I just wanted to take a moment and thank all of you for listening. Yeah, this is a very um for some of for some of us more than others, it's a very difficult day. But we'll get through it together. So anyway, have a great day everybody. <laughs>